Hey, this is Bentley Robles, and you're listening to my episode on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge, the show where we share the stories of creatives to inspire fellow creatives. I'm your host, Steph Pham. Today, we have a true sensation in the world of music gracing our virtual stage. Get ready to be swept away by the dynamic and unapologetically unique talent of Bentley Robles. Hailing from the heart of New York's underground scene, Bentley has emerged as a defining voice that's impossible to ignore. With his boisterous energy and impassioned spirit, he's not only achieved massive success, but it's redefining the pop landscape. In 2022 alone, Bentley racked up an astounding 1 million streams on Spotify, and his single, I Hate the Weekend, caught fire across platforms, even landing a spot in Spotify's coveted Fresh Fives playlist. His reimagining of Abba's classic hit, Lay All Your Love On Me, set the pulse of the 2022 Pride season, cementing his place on Live 365's 10 LGBTQ artists you should know in 2022 list. Born in the heart of Los Angeles and now thriving in the vibrant Brooklyn scene, Bentley's journey as an artist is a testament to artistic innovation and fearless self-expression. Moreover, we'll dive into the importance of representation as a queer Latino artist and discover the incredible connection he shares with his fans. From his debut single to the release of his EP, Don't Feel Like Talking, Bentley's sonic explorations have taken him to iconic venues like the Bowery Electric and Mercury Lounge. So get ready to explore experimental sounds, delve into the power of representation, and unravel the musical brilliance of Bentley Robles. Welcome to Pop Nerd Lounge. I'm here with Bentley Robles. Bentley, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. This is kind of a fun icebreaker on your form that you filled out. You wanted to talk about ugly crying, which I absolutely love because I consider myself an ugly crier. So on oh, yeah. a scale of like just a few tears to full-blown Kim Kardashian, where are you on the ugly cry scale? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I love that you say Kim Kardashian because I have a song called Kim Kardashian that references that meme, which is kind of what birthed this whole thing in my fandom. But I would say I am full-blown Kim Kardashian losing her diamond earrings in the ocean. Like that is my... That is my level of ugly crying. <laughs> That's exactly what I think of whenever I think of Kim Kardashian ugly crying. It's either like her in the dressing room or like her in the middle of the ocean and she's crying about her earrings. And exactly. goes, there are people dying. No. Yeah. Kim, there are people that are dying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Bentley, I want to know more about you. So just to open this up, I want to know where you got your start in music. Well, so I've I've always been a singer. Like singing is like my first passion. And when I was like really young, like 13, 14, I was like really into just like doing karaoke covers and recording them. And then as I started to like venture into my late teens, I got into like music production and recording my own songs, which then turned into a love of musical theater, which I still feel like I owe so much of my performance and kind of like drama brain too is like these shows I did from like 19 to 23 I was like really into that when I moved to New York I was like I'm gonna try to make it as like an indie pop artist like that was something I really wanted to do and it took me a little bit to get there because you know I had no connections I had no rule book I had no one telling me how to get there but I had this love for singing and songwriting that just it just like i was reading recently which i'm sure you've heard that it's like an artist 
needs to create. Like that's what makes a real artist is like this need to create. Like I physically cannot live my life without create, like without writing. And uh, kind of just like, it just kind of found me. And I've been so lucky in the past couple of years with it getting to this, this moment. When you were in that exploration phase and developing yourself as an artist, did you have like a definitive moment where you knew that's exactly what you wanted to do and what you were set out to do? I think like only recently. Um, I did a lot of like, you know, it's a lot of pushing yourself and like um, self-promotion and like not taking no for an answer and just going, 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 going. I had a, a moment kind of in the middle of the year last year where I was in my apartment like hanging out with some friends watching some music videos and I was like oh I I feel for the first time ever that like this is what's gonna happen for my life now like I'm in the industry this is like who I am you know like music is my whole essence and I think that just came from truly fans making songs that people connect to and starting to like build relationships with my fans and listeners that's like was really propelled me like I have so much love for my listeners like they are my my whole world. Now, you mentioned something that stuck out to me, which is that you did a, you do a lot of the legwork yourself, like you know, a lot of promotion and a lot of the, like the legwork yourself. And doing so, I always ask artists this because I am curious about it, but do you ever feel like a sense of ick like promoting yourself? Because some people can be hesitant to market or promote their stuff because of that. They feel like there is like an ick factor to promoting yourself. So how do you experience that? Or how do you overcome that? Um, um, that's so true. Um, I feel like I overcame that really early because I, um, I think like already just being a queer person is like, I already kind of that, that level of ick or that level of like judgment is those receptors are fried already. You know what I mean? Like I've already gotten so much ick from, or people have already been like for me at such a young age. So I feel like I was already built with a little bit more of a fortified layer there. But very early on, I I kind of was putting out music that wasn't necessarily the best, like in 2019 and 2020. And in the beginning, it's all your family and friends that are like supporting you and loving you. So I think it's very easy to start to try to make music for them or think about what they'd think. But very quickly into my artist journey, I started to realize that those are not even the people that I'm thinking about. When I'm putting out music, I'm not thinking about my friends. I'm not thinking about my family. And, you know, people that are discovering me on a playlist or are fans of me and are listening to every song, they don't know the day-to-day me that, you know, pays bills and gets iced coffee and picks up my dog's poop. You know what I mean? They know this this pop boy that has captured some feelings for them and makes these huge synth pop bangers. And that that person can be anybody, you know? And that took away that ick for me. I'm like, yeah, you know... Bentley Robles on Instagram and YouTube and everything. He's a pop king. He is amazing, you know? You mentioned um, going from LA to New York and you're in Brooklyn. So how has that now living in Brooklyn shaped your sound and your artistic vision? Oh my gosh. I mean, have you been to New York City before? Never? Um, I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's unmatched. The energy here, the grit, the honesty. Um like you could get on the subway train and wear a tutu and nothing else and put a fish tank on your head and people wouldn't look at you. And I think that that's like the perfect way to describe how it's impacted my artistry. It really has pushed me to like take risks and say what I want to say 
and there's so much artistry here. Like I, I, I write a song, right? And like, I will go to a poetry reading the next day or I'll go to a one man show or I'll go to like, you know, street performance and I'll be like, oh, this art is like, like there's no limits to art over here. Whereas LA, for example, the other hub, which I do go over there to write sometimes, feels a little bit more like glossy, has to be a little bit more presented. Like here's how many fans I have and here's how many Instagram followers I have. Or in New York City, it's just like, it's just different. It's like, it's it's honest, it's raw. As an independent artist, what have been some of the biggest challenges and rewards of going on your own way in this industry? Oh, well, there's a lot of challenges. <laughs> Basic ones that are boring to talk about, funding, exposure, support. Those are very, you know, you don't have those. So you have to kind of like, do it yourself. Um, it's been hard for me to fully let my vision um, get to where I want. Like something that I haven't gotten to give my fans a lot is music videos. And it makes me sad sometimes because sometimes, the, you know, we'll have a big moment with a song like this new song I just put out, Hope You Cry, has been like explode. It's exploded. It's like got 130,000 streams in three weeks. And it's, you know, Spotify has given me so much support. It's been incredible. And I've had so many fans be like, I can't wait for the vid video. And I've been like, well, I probably won't give you one because my money is going towards these singles and like, uh, you know, touring. And like, that's what I want to spend my money on. So it's definitely, that's a challenge for me is like not having label money. <laughs> but at the same time, like this thing that me and my listeners have is like ours and special. And like, I get to talk to my fans every day we get to like really connect over these songs and like there are songs that I wrote in my bedroom that like I woke up one day and I was like, I want to write this song and I, and that's so rewarding. It's like one, it's all mine. Like no one can take that from me. And two, it's like all ours, like this is our thing. And it's just like, so beautiful. I mean, I'm a cancer water baby. I'm so emotional, like love connection. That is my, my core. So I'm just so grateful to have that. You know, I was watching um, one of your videos on your channel and you break down your song, Hope You Cry. Yeah. And honestly, I'm like, yeah, it breaks my heart a little bit too and hearing that like you probably won't deliver a video because I could see whatever you were describing, that whole like party scene and like um, like your ex or whatever finding out that you took somebody else home. And I'm just like, that would have made a great visual. Like he's in the middle of the dance floor and all of a sudden just stops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That would be so iconic. Um, I, I I would love that so much. But um, right now, more than anything, like off this upcoming project that I have coming out, Ugly Crier in November, like we have such awesome songs on it. And I just want to put like all the energy, money, time to like giving all these songs their moment in the sun. And like, I think that more than anything, like that, that'll be really worth it for me. It's like, getting those out you've been hailed as the future of pop how does that feel like how do you wrap your head around that does it inspire you or does it intimidate you i think it inspires me honestly i i am such a, a pop nerd i'm i have such a pop brain like i live breathe sleep eat like pop girls and pop music and um i think that that's what makes me interesting like not to chew my own horn. It's kind of weird to talk about yourself that way, but 
Um, I think what makes me interesting is I have a perspective on pop music that like is very unique to me, like as a, as a queer man that like is making these big pop songs um, that I want to rival these like main pop girls. You know what I mean? It's like, I think that that makes me kind of special and all that I've done is follow my gut. And so it makes me feel like, okay, just keep following your gut. Just keep talking to your fans and um, keep being honest. And like, I think that that'll pay off. I'm hoping. You've been very open about your sexuality in your music. How important is it to you that representation gets its day in the sun, basically, in music, especially being a queer artist? I mean, I think it is so important. I think the 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 battlefield, the there's another word that I want that isn't battlefield. The the landscape is so tilted in so many directions, in every direction. You know, man versus women, white people versus POC, straight people versus queer people, cisgender versus transgender. It's just so tilted that every opportunity that I have on this earth to say in an interview that I am queer, that I am Latino, that I am, you know, pro women's rights, trans rights, you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to use it because there's so many people that still have these like dated opinions um and opportunities to speak on that in my opinion like are invaluable like i i feel like i will never change the pronouns i sing to in my songs i will never straight bait i will never you know i just will never stop speaking my mind on that stuff because it is so important and again coming back to my number one love my fans like Every day I have fans be like, oh my God, it's incredible to have like an open gay Mexican boy, like singing about other boys. Like I am a gay Mexican boy and like I, you know what I mean? So it's, it to me, it's like, that is the number one priority always. You said that today's pop music needs more hearts. How do you bring that raw emotion into your songs? Um... I just talked about this to Broke Magazine recently, and as I was like talking to them, it kind of just like clicked. But, um, you know, I have like a pop brain, like I was saying, so like synth pop, um, big like catchy top lines, and like that is my bread and butter. But I'm like a cancer, like such an empath, such a, a crybaby, such an ugly crier that like I really feel so deeply about these big conversations, like betrayal and heartbreak and um anxiety and insecurity and so i feel like writing songs about that stuff in a pop way is so cool and important because you know not to shit on other music but uh it's like i you know like we all go through stuff you know like like i have a song the song that like kind of changed the game for me last year is a song called i hate the weekend and it's about like being insecure about this other guy that like he's sweet to me but like i feel like he doesn't i feel like he wants to date other people and like that insecurity and so many people connected to that because so many of us feel that way when we're talking to someone we're like checking our phone for a text or where and i'm not saying that like you know music that is more broad about like my baby don't love me or something like that or, or like i got so much money like that stuff isn't cool and important but it's like these really like intricate intimate 
details about love and heartbreak and sadness, I feel like people feel seen when they hear that stuff. So I feel like that's like, I feel like I'm built with the right receptors to like take these things and make them into like pop hits. And I feel like that's why music and art should be created in the first place is for others to feel like they're, they are seen, they are heard. Because um, first of all, it's building a community. And like you said, like everything goes back to your listeners and to your audience because it's all about them at the end of the day. And on like whenever I create and whenever I have these conversations with artists like you, I want to make sure that not only other creators know that they are understood, but just anybody in general who might relate to an inkling of what we're talking about, feel like they're seen and heard. That's yeah. a, that's like the like mission statement at the end of the day. And so it's so cool that you incorporate that into like what you do as an artist, because I feel like, you know, like you, that sentiment that I feel like pop and just like music in general, we need that kind of empathy, that heart. Um, sure, it's existent out there, but it's not enough in my opinion. So yeah, I, I'm on the same wavelength. Absolutely. Yeah. We're exactly on the same page. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature, so if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Your live shows have become a huge part of your identity. Um, what do you want fans to experience when they're at one of your shows? Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, performing live is my like dream. I just played a show on Saturday at Bowery Electric with Z Machine, who's another amazing queer artist. And it was amazing. I want my, every time I'm there, I'm like, I want two things from you. I want you to like be free and be yourself. And I want you to fucking dance and like, I think that that is like, um, I, I guess like the best way to put it. Like I want everyone to dance, feel happy, um, feel themselves. I ran into a fan at the Bowery Electric show. His name is Brandon. Shout out to you, Brandon, if you're listening to this. Um, but he had seen me perform live uh, in November of last year. And he was like, I had to talk to you. Like when I looked up at you, like there was just such like queer excellence and it was like beautiful and like you you made me so proud to be queer and and brown and i was i was just so i just was so grateful i had to tell you and that was really cool because that's like something that like you know i'm thinking about the notes i'm hitting the moves i'm doing the the transitions i'm not thinking about just the impact of me being up there and what that can have on another like queer poc or whatever it's like yeah, it's just really cool and it was amazing so as a latino artist how does your heritage influence your perspective and your art it's one of those things that like i'm sure you know we're all navigating in this world you know and we're all different you know ethnicities and um just like your ethnicity affects your day-to-day -day perspective the way that you are the 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 culture that you and your family have right and then you're now navigating in this world as an american it's like it builds a really special set of traits in you that you view the world in like a different way. You know, I'm a son of immigrants. My parents immigrated here from Mexico when my mom was pregnant. And it's like so cool to be an American with this amazing like 
core value system from my parents. Not saying that all of them are good because there is a lot of toxic, you know, traits in all our races. You know what I mean? Like there, there's a lot of similarities in Asian culture and Mexican culture where it's like your parents are like, you better make me proud. That is the number one thing. Um, so there's a lot of that, but, uh, it makes me feel really passionate about the, the imprint I have in the world. Like my parents, you know, they're the example of coming to chase the American dream. And like, to me, it's like making sure that the American dream stays current to like all of us dreamers. And I feel like it influences my art because it gives me that bravery to speak my mind about that. And also like, you know, basic Latin stuff in there. Like I grew up on like Latin pop, you know, some of these queens like Paulina Rubio, Talia, Mana. Like I love these, these, these Latin icons. And it's like, yeah, I'm gonna put a little Spanish in my songs. I'm gonna add a little bit of sauce in there. Um, <laughs> What's on the horizon for you? Any big career goals or dreams you're hoping to achieve in the next few years? Yeah, <laughs> um, a lot. I, me and my, I'm really blessed right now that I am like, I have a team for the first time ever, which is like the coolest thing. Um, my amazing, my amazing manager, Clara, that booked me this. She's just fucking legendary. And we're both so hungry. Like we want to, we want to break out. We want to like connect with as many people as we can. Um, so I think my, my number one goal is growing. Like I want, you know, to double down in a year, like my listeners now i want to be like even bigger um we really want to do a tour next year um i toured earlier this year with tom aspal opening for him and that was amazing i'm playing a couple shows with him in mexico in november um so we really would love to do a bentley robles tour like six stops in the u.s would be amazing maybe one in london or something um and uh i think just like I really think just explode right now is like my number one goal. Like get my music heard by as many people as possible, connect with them as intimately as possible and stay authentic to my mission statement, you know, which is like good pop music that makes you want to cry and dance and feel and be seen. And I think that that's like my goal. Now, if you had a message for aspiring artists out there who are either where you're at or who are just starting out, like, what would you tell them? I would tell them there's no wrong way to be an artist. Um, so just do it. Anything that's like making you wonder, oh, well, I can't play an instrument. Oh, well, I've never written songs before. Oh, well, I have a nine to five job. And like, what if my coworkers make fun of me? Like, don't care about that because there's people out there that will like your music. And there's a market for everybody. And like, you know, obviously it's going to be in different capacities. Not everyone wants to be an indie artist. Not everybody wants to try to make it. Some people just want to create and sing. And it's like, you know, if your dream is to get on stage and sing for 50 people, and that's something that you've been fantasizing about every day, write some songs and book a stage. Like you would be amazed at how the universe reacts when you you set an intention for yourself like lately i've really been like leaning into this whole like we are the commander we are the creator of our own universe and it's like that is to me so accurate like what you do is what you are and just just do it there's literally no reason to not do it like i just did it 
I'm not different or special. Like we all are equal and human and just do it. Just freaking do it. Now I'm picturing that Shia LaBeouf meme like, what? Yeah, iconic. <laughs> I have to know, what would your dream collaboration be? If you could if you could do a song with any artist out there, who would it be? Oh, there's so many. Um, I feel like, okay, like I'm going to give two. I'm going to give one that would be like, right now, Bentley Robles' career that I would feel like, oh man, if I got this collab, it would be fierce. Would definitely be like Troy Sivan, just because that song Rush is so iconic and like, He's so amazing and he's inspired me so much as a pop boy. Like just him being a queer pop boy existing. Like he essentially is like the top queer pop boy at the moment. And I think a collaboration with him would feel so cool sonically and just that would be a dream. Like if my manager was like, I got your choice of on it, like be like, cool, done. We're forever. Um, and then honestly, any pop girl, probably my dream collaboration would be a song with Robin. I would feel very like forever just satisfied robin influences my music sonically rhythmically delivery like like her body talk trilogy her self-titled album everything she does from having her own record label to just being her is like is my inspiration fantastic well bentley we're at my last question for you which i can't even believe we're here because it's just been so chill like talking yeah, to you. yeah it's a nice yeah, it's been really nice and chill talking to a friend, essentially. So I want to know, why are you a creative? I'm a creative, I think going back to what I said at the beginning, because it is my, it is just what I need to do to live. I think um, I see things or I hear things and I create a world in my head and like immediately like, you know, like it's, I'll give you an example. Like yesterday or a couple of days ago, my friend was telling me his doctor, his uh, friend finished medical school, and um, his his friend like does that thing where you like break bones in a good way or whatever, whatever that is. Like you're helping people, and I was like, oh, like your brother, that's your friend that's just like breaking bones, and then he like jokingly was like, yeah, my friend, my friend just breaks bones. He's like a reverse doctor. And immediately like reverse doctor just like was like iconic to me and I had to stop talking to him and I had to write down lyrics about like, you know, immediately I went into this world about this man that's coming in your life and like you're healing and he just keeps coming back to like bring you back in. And immediately like I'm in my head like thinking about like, I, it was a couple lines in my head, but it was like, oh, you know, stopping my healing, like some reverse doctor. And it might not be like super cool, but immediately I had this concept in my head and it was like so all of my songs have been like that, you know, like, and I think that's what makes me an artist is like, I see the world through this like fantastical lens and I can like make everything a song, a fantasy, a moment. And um, I don't have a choice. I have to do it. It's just who I am. Man. And hey, hopefully Reverse Doctor actually comes to fruition because that yeah. sounds like a pretty sick song. I'm just Isn't it cool? That. It's like yeah. uh, words are such like a cool thing to me. Like words and, and Reverse Doctor is like weird and cool. I'm like, I got to write this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bentley, it's been amazing chatting with you. I'm going to pull hot ones now and I'm going to let you have the floor and you can tell everybody where to find you on social media, where they can check your music out and anything else that you would like to take this time to say to your listeners. Okay. Well, my name is Bentley Robles. You can find me everywhere under that name, Instagram, 
TikTok, um, YouTube. Uh, that's mainly where I'm at most of the time. And Spotify, Apple Music, where it matters the most. Um, and if I can give you guys a message, it will be, if you're here, you're a fan, I love you. I'm literally doing this because of you. I cannot wait to share this new world with you and this Ugly Crier EP. Um, and if you're listening to me for the first time, you heard a song on Playlist once, or you just, this popped up. Um, it's so nice to meet you. I hope that you can find some bops on my page and uh, dance a little bit. Fantastic. Well, Bentley, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for sitting and talking with me. Thank you, Stephanie. I really appreciate it. Special thanks to Bentley for being this week's guest. If you want to learn more about Bentley, visit the links in the show notes. Popner Lounge is executively produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham is the host and editor. To find out more information about Popner Lounge, visit our website, popnerlounge.com. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you join us next time for another conversation with a fellow creative. I'm your host, Steph Pham. <laughs>